Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jessica Benson is the host of the Jessica Benson Show with CJ Hurt at grindcitymedia.com. She's also host of Grizzlies pre- and post-game shows here on 929 FM ESPN. You can follow her on X at Jess Benson TV. Jess, I'm going to keep this real simple. Grizz have lost four in a row. Down bad, real bad. Are they going to win tomorrow against Utah? We need it. Jason, I cannot say with my chest that I think they will win. But by God, do I want them to win on Wednesday against the Jazz. Never has there been a must-win game against a six-win team on November 29th. But that's exactly what it is for the Grizzlies. I mean, 0-8 on the home court, I think, is one of the most surprising and disappointing yep. things about this start. Like, the team's 3-13. and 13. There's obviously a lot to go into. But not having a single win on the home court, I know fans are desperate for it, and it certainly sucks the energy out of FedEx Forum. Uh, for those of us who are there covering the team every night for those home games, it's real rough as well. And you get a Utah Jazz team that's gotten the best of you in two games. The last time they were in the building, it inspired the Taylor Jenkins saddle-up press conference and ensuing a fine that he had to pay to the league for some of the language that he used regarding the calls in that game and, and Jaron getting ejected. Um, but you have to defend the three-point line better. I mean, they've allowed 22 threes and 18 threes in those two losses to the Jazz thus far, and obviously that's been uh, a weak spot of this group so far defensively, especially allowing teams to get those wide-open three-point looks. But we'll see if, if Marcus Smart's uh, impassioned plea on the bench leads to maybe some more inspired play because you have a feeling that everyone just so desperately wants there to be a win at FedEx Forum before the calendar turns to December. Man, I mean, it's just, it, bro, it's tough. <laughs> it's real tough. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I just, I don't know. It's, I, I, I admire your ability. I mean, every day you walk down to the building, you know what I'm saying? I do. And you, and I do. You, and, you do and, you, and you try your damnedest. You know what I'm saying? Because it, requ- it requires that, doesn't Saddle it? Up. it re- when you're on when you're on that that Grizz Radio network, Saddle up, effing atrocious. You know what I'm saying? You gotta fucking atrocious. You gotta make something sound good. You just have to make sound. I mean, you have to. Speak you have to make it, right? sounds. And, if you blah, 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 blah. <laughs> within the context of these last three games, like yes, you at least had you know the game here against the Celtics. It was close, and the Celtics are one of the best teams in the NBA, and so you can. You can spin that into what oh, you that's, want. That's the easiest night ever right, right there. Yeah, it's been 20 <laughs> right. plus last three straight losses yeah. by 20 or more points and three straight losses that featured essential showcase games for opposing players, be it Jalen Green, Devin Booker, 
Anthony Edwards to not be able to take advantage of that Suns team without Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal. Um, to watch a former friend and Mike Conley just hit six wide open threes, like it, it's just it's like an onslaught of yes. sadness and badness and disappointment. So Taylor Jenkins said he appreciated the fire from Marcus Smart. Did you? But just because I, I've heard this presented a couple different ways here, where of course you 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 know that's what you brought Marcus Smart in for a little bit of fire, right, and some accountability, and 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 by that time I think he was right in the sense that the effort had dropped off to a place that it was embarrassing. But I've also Harrington had pointed out too, presented a different way. Hey, this is a guy who's not playing right now. You know, Jaron and Bain have been there for the most part. Bain was one of those guys that was sitting there, felt like he was talking mostly to those wings and those rookies. But did where were you on which side of it? Which side of it do you come down in terms of that impassioned plea by Marcus Smart? So I'll start with the, the selfish side of it. I, is I was grateful for something other than just the game itself to talk about after, you. right? Yep, and, yep, yep. You know, I instead of the, I'm not a super nerd who's always paying attention to the Merriam-Webster word of the year, but I've just happened to see it in my inbox a couple times this week. And the word of the year is authentic. And I think for me, I had an appreciation in an authentic reaction from Marcus Smart. And I guess I, I've heard some people say, well, was it authentic? Was it for show? Was it to, you know, you know you're sitting in right. the seats positioned behind the Grizzlies bench, our, our season ticket holders, and, you know, people who have good seats. And so who were, you, who were you really doing that for? But I'm going to choose to believe it came from a sheer place of, like, the rest of us watching a team once again down 20 points and allowing the lights to get shot out of the building, your home building, um, and that it all boiled over into that moment. And that is why you brought someone in with Marcus Smart, somebody whose voice carries a, a heaviness to it that perhaps others, and I'm not saying Desmond Bain doesn't have that because he has continuously embraced evolving into being a leader for this group. And Jaron Jackson Jr. has never taken that vocal approach uh, with this team. And so you get someone like a Marcus Smart who has been to the promised land of the NBA Finals, and maybe his words hold a gravity and a seriousness. And sure, would it be better if they came while he was physically able to perform on the court with this team? Absolutely. But that's all he's got at that point. And I imagine Marcus Smart, like many of us, were watching that or was watching that transpire and couldn't take it anymore and didn't like the body language that he saw with that group. And to be fair, they came out of that timeout and went on an 8-0 run and eventually cut it to 12. And then what did we see? More of the same. Three, three turnover at midcourt that led to the lead going back up to 20. So we'll see if that can carry over into, into this next game where you see maybe just a little bit of a fire lit under this group because we kind of need it. Talking to Jessica Benson, who makes sounds. Uh, <laughs> on the Grizz Radio Network here. Forms words. That's right. She occasionally does speak in sentences. Uh, okay, I want to turn you to college football because I'm I'm so fascinated. I think that most of the games suck, but you know I'm intrigued by you know what could happen. Um, you know, depending on the result here. So, um, hey, let's start with the Pac-12. You like oh, Oregon? Yeah. You like Oregon? And it's our last game. It's our last game of this historic conference that nobody really ever got to watch because of the television okay. deal. Uh, who's who's going to win the last Pac-12 championship game ever? Um, I was very much in my emo feelings watching the last Pac-12 after dark game. 
on Saturday, and the obituary that ran on the Pac-12 network may or may not have made me cry. But I do really think that whoever wins out of the Pac-12 championship game, in my opinion, deserves a spot in the college football playoffs. So, sure, it's, it makes it an easier path forward if that's Washington, who just capped off a 12-0 and season. The first Pac-12 team to ever go unbeaten in the regular season in the history of the Pac-12 and they had some really close calls, even in the Apple Cup, meeting a walk-off field goal to win it, having the decision to go for it on fourth and one from their own 29 on that last drive. Um, but I've said for weeks now, Oregon's the best team in the Pac-12. And you saw that with the opening of the line, I think, being nine-point favorites for Oregon going into this game and the poise at which Bo Nix has played. He has the weapons there, but just the strength and the physicality on those lines. I think that's the best opportunity for whoever emerges from this game to actually have a chance in that first round matchup, be it whoever they're facing off against on the other side, Georgia, Michigan, we can go through the various scenarios, but I do think ultimately Oregon is the best team in the Pac-12 this season. They just lost in a close game in a raucous environment in Seattle in the middle of the year. Right. I mean, there's no question to me if they win, they they are in. Um, but I, I guess you know it just all depends on what happens the rest of the uh, the rest of the weekend, right? So we'll see if Florida's a short favorite against Louisville. You know they got a backup quarterback. Uh, let's stipulate that I'm trying and I'm trying to like remember all the scenarios in my head. It's like you know the, it, it really is. But let's stipulate Jessica that Alabama Rammer Jammer gets the job done against Georgia. Right, yeah. they're six point dogs. I mean, it seems like a lot to ask. Nobody's done it this year. But let's say that that Jalen Milrow and Nick Saban in Alabama is a team of destiny, and they just do it. So then it's Alabama's in, right? No question about that. As an SEC champion, right? Okay, right. So we're gonna we we have Michigan in, we have uh, Oregon in if they win, right? Or or I guess Washington if they win, the winner of that game. And then what yeah. do you do if Florida State wins? Um, and then you have Texas there. Alabama would be in. Texas would, would not be in. Again, a 14-point favorite, presuming that they get the job done against Oklahoma State. I mean, is it is it as easy for you as to say that uh, that because Florida State is in or, or undefeated that they should be in over Georgia with one loss in the SEC championship game, over, uh, you, you know, uh, 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 Texas? I mean, how, how do you sort of work through that? Yeah, I wouldn't call it easy. Um, and I think I've said it all season. I've been lower on Florida State than others just because when was the last big game that Florida State played? It was week one it was against exactly. LSU. Against the LSU and team that has been proven to not be that good. Especially defensively. Yes. Like, sure, you have a yes. Heisman candidate in Daniels, but one of the worst defenses in college yes. football this year. Um, so it's it made it more difficult for me to be all gung-ho on Florida State and always rooting for Mike Norvell, and I love that storyline. Um, but then Jordan Travis goes out, and it stinks. I, I might not love Florida State in the playoff. I cannot in good faith say if they go undefeated and win the ACC title game, which they showed, because Louisville was never a top-10 team, as shown via their loss to Kentucky on rivalry weekend. Um, and I would expect Tate Rodemaker to be able to get the job done. I thought he had a much better second half against Florida on Saturday. And so if Florida State's undefeated, I think they're in. Does that absolutely stink for Texas, especially in the chaos scenario that you pose because Texas beat Alabama? But you do have to go. I mean, this is why you evolved into a playoff versus the BCS rankings where it was computers, these are humans, and the Alabama team of today, or especially an Alabama team that finds a way to beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, 
is a, is an evolved and better team than the team that lost to Texas. And that doesn't make it fair for Texas if they go ahead and win the Big 12 against Oklahoma State. Um, but I think they're going to get squeezed out as being that team that just doesn't have enough of a resume to get in. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Um, Memphis basketball. We saw some good and some bad. Saw mostly some good. You go 2-1 and one in the battle for Lance Finish, running her up. That's mostly good. But the bad, obviously, that first half against Villanova. Did, did that, uh, that week down in the Bahamas, did it change at all how you feel about what this Tigers basketball team can do this season uh, in terms of ceiling? Same? Did it go up? Did it go down? I would say it went up a bit. And I think watching sports over the Thanksgiving week is always so interesting because you're around maybe different family members or friends who you're not always watching these teams with, especially for me with family from out of town. And so watching with my dad and my husband over the weekend, like when you're watching that Memphis-Arkansas game, you just think, oh, they've got athletes. Like this college basketball team passes the eyeball test of a team that I would think could make a significant run in the NCAA tournament if you are into giving out those kind of accolades in November. And so to watch them, and obviously David Jones was just tremendous in that game, and realizing that Penny has shooters. Now, I think there's significant questions in the front court, and the rebounding efforts, especially on the offensive boards, is something that could plague this team throughout the year. But I think you're seeing, if if ultimately you have this loss to Villanova, who it was really impressive in that championship game, and now you move into this December where you have some more of these non-con opportunities, be it starting with Ole Miss, on Saturday, the big one against Texas A&M on the road. If you get even just a couple of these, that's the whole point. Because then once you get into conference play, it is what it is. Granted, FAU came back after their loss to Jackson State and managed to beat Texas A&M. And you want FAU to be good because you want a measuring stick within the conference to be able to say, look, we, we beat this, hopefully, we beat this team once it got into AAC play. But I would say my, my expectations for this season – were tournament team with hopes of a second weekend, and I feel more confident about a second weekend appearance after the Bahamas. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, I would be there. In the same boat. Yeah, I don't think there are that many great she teams for me in college basketball. Hey, I'm curious. Um, That's it too. Yeah, it's not like I saw anyone who 
I mean, sure, like watching a couple of those games against Purdue, but you can trust Purdue in November. What are you going to think next spring? Arizona impressed me. Houston's looked really good. UConn. UConn. Um, but it's not yeah. like I'm looking at 25 teams that are significantly better than Memphis right now. Exactly, which is it's so stupid that they're not in. But I understand. Yeah. Like as I, as I tweeted yesterday, most of these voters don't watch the sport. I mean, they just they... – I was, I was once an AP voter who took that job so seriously. And so it just blows my mind yeah. that there are people who are, like, willy-nilly with how they fill out their ballots. I was terrified. Back when – Gary Paris would do those poll exactly. attacks. Like it was my worst nightmare. Me too. To end up on a poll so you put extra work in yes. it and make sure it was yeah. right, right? But that now poll attacks don't on. happen anymore. He's retired so, that second. And so the accountability is going way, way yeah. down. So I mean, you just know. I agree. Like, you just know that they're a guy. And, and look, I get it, man. He, like, doing a, he really was doing a public service. I know for the sure. person that would get called out would get a little mayor. Accountability. He, he was doing a real service but, when you know, it came to that People poll have a lot of stuff going on. They can't sit there and watch every college basketball game. So I, I forgive it, but understand that there are the voters that the, the, you know there are voters that don't watch all the games and there are voters who do watch a lot of the games but are slow to update their priors and i think that's sort of what you're dealing with with Memphis basketball Ohio State beat Alabama i don't think they were ranked i mean it's to me it's like it's stupid it's like there's a lot of um there's a lot of you know teams out here that have gripes but it all gets settled sort of over the course of the season that's the beauty of it there's a there's right a, like does it does it matter long term no but do right. you have a right to be for if you're frustrated yeah. about it right now like i think you certainly have every right to be Absolutely. so exactly hey um are you you're a woman um i, I sure am <laughs> are you a fan of matt rife oh no okay this is so funny you asked this I actually was unfamiliar with, if you had told me two weeks ago, we were walking to the um, the Adam Sandler show at FedEx Forum a couple weeks ago, and the friend we were with said that Matt Reif was coming to town and had sold out multiple performances. And I was like, I don't know who Matt Reif is. Then he popped up, and I was like, oh, it's that dude from TikTok. And now his new stand-up special is out, and from what I hear, it stinks. So I don't need to get on the Matt Reif train. Do you like Matt Reif? I'm, I, I, no, I feel like his... Um and, and look, I'm a, I'm the uh, editor in chief of the Haters Tribune. Everybody right. knows that, but I just kind of feel like uh, there's not a lot of substance there. Um, like, I mean, it, the first and only joke that I've, I mean, I I don't know. I can't quote exact Matt Rife jokes because I've not been a Matt Rife fan. But recently, the one that popped up was a domestic violence joke that yes, he opened yes. his show with, and I was like, why? Yeah, no, it's it was, and I'm not here to be like a comedy hater. Either I just yeah I mean I think it's I don't get him well I just think it's all like I mean I, the, look it was a domestic violence joke which is just like obviously not ideal but <laughs> you know I I do think you know in com- like comedy is gate kept in a way now where it's like you what 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 am I allowed to even joke about anymore I mean you know what I'm saying like I'm not I'm not yeah trying and that's to- what makes the really good comedians find a way to still that's true. like you can push that's the boundaries true. and I also think you know there's a lot of comedians who have built up a lot of capital over the years. So maybe yes. they make jokes that yes, yes, push those yes. boundaries in a way, but you understand where they're coming from and, right. and you know more about their life experiences. I think in today's age where like, people are getting famous, and I, I might be wrong, but to, to my understanding, Matt Rice got famous on TikTok. He did, right? he did. And he was on, he was on Wild and Out. Yep, yep. Um, and so he's kind of a social media star, and there's less universal capital built up in that because there's less mm-hmm. people who know you before you go mainstream and have a Netflix special and it pops up as a, Oh, recommended yes. watches. And then you're seeing this guy and you're like, I don't think this is very funny. Well, Jason, you know who Matt Rife is? Are you familiar with him at all? 
Oh no. Okay, he's coming to the Orpheum. I mean, he's he's uh, he's a he's a comedian that that absolutely he was a viral. He became a viral sensation on that platform, on TikTok, on that platform. Um, and he's like all the all the rage, you know. He's like the what whatever. And I do think like you find there are very few examples of people that you find funny on TikTok, but when you extrapolate them into like a real open forum where it's like not t- two minutes of material that's like highly edited and it's like just, it's, it's just not as funny, you know? Like I can't really think of an example where that's translated. Yeah, I'm trying to think. There's this woman who made, God, I can't think of her name, so I can't, I, I'll butcher this story. But there's one person who I found on TikTok, and I thought she was really funny, and I went and watched her stand-up special, and it checked out, and it was funny. But th- that's a rarity. Like, I don't even know these people's names because they just pop up right. on TikTok, and you're scrolling, and that's the problem with TikTok is you don't retain things. That's it right. It's just mindless, like, yeah. Uh-huh, in the meantime, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it's a, it's 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 a fascinating thing. I mean, it, it, look, it's it's I, I guess there's two sides to it because this guy was nothing before he started doing it, and then he started doing it, and now he's got Netflix specials. You know, so I think that is. I mean, even on Wild and Out, it's not like that like catapulted him. And I and I appreciate Nick Cannon giving you know aspiring comedians at that forum, but it's not like that catapulted him. He wasn't doing anything until he took off on TikTok. So part of me is like, damn, you can really. You can really, um, you know, find a way. You can use that as a launch pad if you, you know, do it. I mean, it, to me, it's kind of amazing the the rise yeah. there. Um, but I also I mean, he sold out. He sold out back to back shows. He's playing February sixteenth at the Orpheum, seven o'clock and ten o'clock, and yeah. both are completely sold out. So there's an audience there. But it's all women, though. That's his. Uh, that's the other criticism, which is not. I mean, I don't. I don't. Maybe it's not a criticism, but that's. Oh, just, is it? Are most of his fans women? Yes. Like that's oh. the, that's the big thing is like he only appeals to women because he's conventionally attractive. I don't find him attractive. Well, I'm not saying every woman finds him attractive. But I know, but me and my friends have discussed this. He looks like a villain. Villains he has can a very be strong. A, vi- villains goggles. are allowed to be attractive. That's true, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know on this one. <laughs> well, I have not, my my bottom line is I had not heard Matt Rife's name two weeks ago, and now I swear I've had. A conversation every other day about Matt Rife. So I guess he's doing something right in the any publicity is good publicity route. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's just to me, it's like it's it's pop culture in 2023. You know how you can go from being a, a, a legitimate nobody to, you know, in two weeks, two videos, whatever the case may be, you could be a, a star. And there and, and it's not I mean, there's tons of examples like that on TikTok, like Keith Lee. Like uh, Keith Lee was, you know, uh, an, a, a spot. He was in the, you know, he was doing some, MMA, yeah. yeah, he was doing some MMA stuff, but he wasn't like a. And then you know what he started doing? You've heard of Keith Lee, right, Jason? Mm-mm. Man, Keith Lee is like it's incredible what this dude has become. He was just a regular guy. He was trying to have an MMA career, and uh, and he started posting videos of he's a foodie. So he started posting videos of himself and his family, like going to restaurants and reviewing food. And now. This dude is a multi-millionaire, and restaurants beg him to come in and review their stuff. And he's probably got a, a travel channel special coming up. And, he, and the only reason it happened is because he started posting videos on TikTok, and the people liked him. And, and yeah, people, he can make or break a restaurant. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that, like, honestly, I would not want Keith Lee to review my stuff because I know the power that he wields. He doesn't mean any harm. He says that all the time. But he, I think you also have to understand, if you're him, if you don't like it, and it's obvious that you don't like it, you could really sink that restaurant, you know? 
I mean, yeah. that, there's a lot of power and responsibility that comes with his uh, his platform, which credit to him for building it. It's incredible. And I think he's a great dude. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I would say, yo, whoa, 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 hey, <laughs> well, let's pass. <laughs> I don't some, know. Some would say – the influencer has great influence. Amen. Amen. Jessica, you are uh, certainly influential on this show. We appreciate oh, you joining guys. us every Tuesday. Thank you. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.